the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. And we are here on 100.7 FM, The Word, and also on podcast at thewordfm1007.com. Now, on today's program, a very special program, I have a dear friend with me, Malky Drosos. And I, I'm not even going to describe Malky. I'm going to have him describe himself. But I, I will tell you this, because I think that you're going to have a very special experience today. And depending on your take on Christianity and your denomination and how you process things, it might make you somewhat uncomfortable. And that's okay. I don't mind doing that. I think we need to shake things up. But Malky absolutely operates in the prophetic, and um, and may, you might even say he's a prophet of sorts, of, a, of an Old Testament kind and a New Testament kind, because he is a believer in Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. And when I first met Malky, as most people do, we, we don't really know what to do with him, <laughs> because he's, he's, he's an interesting individual. But when you hear the stories and the testimony and the sincerity of his heart, and his love for Abba, for Father, I'll leave it up to you to decide who Malky is. But we're going to spend our time today doing two things. One, Malky was uh, over in Israel when the massacre happened on October 7th. And so we're going to be talking about that and his experience over there and what he thinks is going on over there prophetically. And then we're going to bring it back to America, close to home, even into the Colorado Springs area as he lives in in a few different places but part of that is up in the divide area and and so he's uh, intimately associated with with our area to discern what's going on in America what he thinks is happening prophetically and of course what we can do about it to bring the kingdom even while things may go very, very bad. So so I'd say, you know, get ready, open up your mind. You know that I would never bring anybody on here that I didn't trust. But this is going to be an interesting experience for you, I think, as a Christian, to meet Malky Drosos. Malky, my dear brother, welcome to Partners in the Gospel. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'm so pleased and happy to be here with you. So I, I am too. I haven't seen Malky in a long time. He was over in Israel and he, he wasn't in the area until recently, and I'm excited to have him here. So Malky, describe yourself. Who are <laughs> Give us your background, because we're actually sitting here literally as an Israeli Jew, I'm an Israeli American mm-hmm. Jew, and a Greek, a literal Greek. So we're we've brought those worlds together since the beginning of our relationship. Tell people about you. What's your background? Well, my my background is um, I was uh, born to a Greek family, immigrant family, first generation here, and born into the restaurant business where I worked and enjoyed very much. I enjoyed being hospitable. I was in the hotel business too, and it, I just loved making people happy and making them feel at home. Um, that was what I grew up with. And I had this pain disorder 
called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome that the doctors didn't know what I had. And there was a time that I wanted to, well, most of, a lot of my life, I was so, in so much pain that I actually wanted to die. It was just one of those things that, uh, and nobody could understand because I looked fine. And they would call it growing pains and this and that. Well, I had uh, two places I always wanted to go before I died was, uh, one was Jerusalem and one was Venice. And years later, I find out that uh, my bloodline is actually Hebrew. So I'm sitting here as a lost Hebrew, <laughs> you know, with you. But uh, Abba was telling me that I had Hebrew blood and specifically Cohen. And I didn't even know what that meant. And years later, I found out um, by, by a DNA test that is true. And I was already starting uh, to. Cohen is the priestly class. Yeah. And it was just so Levites, funny yeah. to me that he would tell me these things. And I would just laugh. He would tell me I was a priest. And I would laugh, laugh, laugh. I'm like, I can't even remember the Our Father in Greek. You know what I mean? I should, I'm a Greek. I should be able to do that, don't you think? And, I, and, and long story short, because of the pain issues, I didn't graduate from high school. It was very difficult for me to go to school. Um, I always I had something called POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So just sitting or standing, I would be ready to pass out. And that's as dis- disabling as uh, congestive heart failure, according to Mayo Clinic. So I had this all throughout school, and uh, I was a daydreamer. I had all of that, dyslexia, um, ADD, ADHD. The POTS kind of mimics that, too. Um, so it was very difficult for me. So I, I ended up not paying attention to the teachers and kind of just kind of doing my own thing. A lot of times I would go out into space, you know, I would kind of have to leave my body and my present place because I was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. So ultimately all throughout all these years, the pain actually was what blessed me instead. So we got to the point where I became disabled and you know, be careful what you pray for. Cause when I was, when I was in the restaurant business, I never knew my parents. They were always working, hardly knew them. And when I said, when I have kids, I want to be there present with them. And so please, you know, I, get me, so I can get a job or something, I can be in that kind of place. Long story short, two months later, <laughs> mold problem happens, makes me sick. They find out years later that I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. And so that's why I'm, I'm a little different. But what, he was, what my brother Heim was trying to say is I'm actually a madman. <laughs> and it's something that, you know, it's like, I'm okay glad with you, it Glad now. you said yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I claim it now. And to be honest with you, anybody that truly follows him, you have to go through your fears and you have to be willing to take whatever they're going to tell you that you are. You know what I mean? And I'm a fool. I'm, I'm one of those fools that I'm supposed to confound the wise. And I'm a fool, but because I house him in me, he's the one that confounds the wise. Hmm. And so that's the, that's the whole prophet thing walking in that kind of place that you, you're going to say things that people don't want to hear because you're supposed to be a light in a dark place. And nobody wants to be exposed by the light. And the Father's given you some very hard things to say. So you've been to Israel many times, and he's called on you to speak some pretty harsh words against the government of Israel, you know, yes. against the leaders. Yes. So tell us about that. Um, gosh, I, I mean, it was even prophesied by a prophet that I was there to judge the leaders. And I'm like, that's what he's telling me, but how am I going to judge? You know, I don't even know what the law is to judge with. How am I going to judge? And it, it, years ago, he gave me this stick. I, I told him, if, if I am who you say I am, if I'm really this prophet, then I need you to bring, have this friend bring me part of my uniform. And he did. He brought me this stick. He kept telling me I needed a staff. And then another brother came, and I said, you're supposed to write the law on it. And he wrote the Torah on it in uh, paleo. Not actually not paleo. It was actually proto-synatic, I think. But it's a pictograph, so it has the pictures of everything. It exposes this whole word by pictures. It's beautiful because it all kind of comes together that way. 
well, he, he wrote it wrong. He wasn't finishing in time and I got mad and, and he wrote it wrong. And I went to Israel and I said, you made me a unkosher stick. You want me to carry this thing. I don't want to carry it. They're going to make fun of me. And he says to me, I know they're going to make fun of you, but will you do it anyway? I said, okay. I said, but why the unkosher stick? Why this twisted stick with the laws of not kosher on it? He says, because you're going to be judging them with their own laws. And their own twisted laws, actually, is the way he said it to me. And then I started to understand. It's like, he can use a fool. He can use a donkey. He can use anybody. I'm just here with this stick saying, if you want to judge, then be judged by your own laws, too. And so uh, what, actually, I knew he sends me every year, and there's always a reason that he sends me. Year, I knew, back to Israel. Yes, yes. And this year I knew, and I was telling him for years that war was coming. So you were over there during the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot. You this were year, over there he, this year in 2023, and you were there when the massacre yeah, but happened. He, he sent me there this time. He was angry at the brothers not receiving the other brothers. He was angry at, at, at Yehuda for not receiving the lost and, and not knowing who they were. And what he told me, they were trying to get rid of the Christianity out of Israel. So the new government is trying to... You so know, you're saying this, that, that the Jewish people not accepting... Not accepting not the lost brothers, Christians. actually. Yeah. Here's the deal. I mean, Yeshua came for the, only for the lost sheep of Israel. Let's just say what he said. And, and, and whoever wants to join in too, but he's came to bring us together, to bring the lost home. He says, go to the lost sheep of Israel. And that's who I am. I didn't know this. You know, so years later, I went to Israel the first time in 91... Every year I end up in the parade somehow. So and there's a parade of the nations that happens on, or in the Feast of Tabernacles that's awesome, that really supports the people awesome. of Israel. Yeah. It's, it's not of that, but it's... People from all over the world come. And, it's fulfillment yeah. of prophecy. Right, of the nations it, returning. Who yeah. did that? Right. Yeshua did that. He's bringing the lost home. They're going there, resp- paying their tributes to the Jews and blessing them. They're coming with, with gifts. Everyone is giving out gifts, and it, the Jews' faces are so happy. I can't tell you. I've got videos. It's, it's beautiful. But it was all about that. And there was people there. There's a small group, albeit. But I know it, 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 those were just the brave ones. You know, God actually blesses some things that people do. You know what I mean? Even though it might be wrong, but he's blessing them for being brave. Um, but they were out there saying, go home, uh, missionaries, go home, missionaries. And that's all that they were saying. They kept, you know, go home, missionaries. And I knew that's where I was supposed to stay. So I planted myself right there. And they were yelling at the, at the people. They were so happy walking by and blessing Israel and giving them gifts. And they were, they were screaming at them, go home, go home. And I just sit there started saying hallelujah, hallelujah, and just started praising God. The police started coming and the soldiers. But anyway, so in that... I'm going to stop here for a second. We're going to have to take a break. But when we come back with Malki Drozos, we're going to be continuing his story about being in Israel. And we're going to be getting into his experience of what it was like to be there when the massacre happened on October 7th. So you're listening to Partners in the Gospel. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Scott Bottoms, and I am a pastor of Church at Briargate and also a state representative, and I'm excited about The Peak. This is a great radio program talking about local community information, talking to community leadership, asking tough questions in a Christian perspective on local politics and what's happening all over the region. So listen Monday through Thursday to The Peak, AM 1460, FM 101.1, The Answer.
Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, and we're continuing our conversation with a dear brother and friend and self-professed madman, Malky <laughs> Trosos. We hope you joined us for the beginning of the show. If not, you're going to need to get it in podcast. Malky is a very interesting brother, and he was relating to us what happened just this past Feast of Tabernacles in Israel, that during this wonderful parade of the nations that happens every year brought in by the International Christian Embassy, that there were those in the crowd that were telling the Christians to go home and were picking up on that story there because this happened right before the massacre, Malky. Yeah, so uh, right before, during the, during the parade. And uh, so I'm surrounded by police and soldiers and things, and then there's screaming and people are, you know, going on both sides. But next thing you know, you know, as I'm praising, I start speaking in tongues. And then I proclaim some things, apparently, and then I told them, I said, if you kick them out, Meaning the, the spirit's going to go with them, yes, because the, they're going to go out. These are your lost brothers. They're your lost, the lost tribes right here. Yeshua brought them home to you to bless you. And they're starting to keep the feast. They're starting to see the truth. They're starting to do these things and to be one as a one people, as two sticks to become one. And so I said, if they go, the spirit's going to go with them. And that covering that they have is going to go with them as well. And so that was my decision to leave too. When he told me the covering was going to be lifted and he says, they don't want you there because you're a believer. Go. Because I was willing to stay. And I want to be clear, this isn't everybody in Israel, but there was a certain faction that was doing this. Yes, it was a very small faction, but I have to tell you, because of what I know, and I go there every year, there's a lot of people believe the same thing. It's true. But we've been lied to both sides. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? About About who who we are to each other. Who we are to each other, exactly. We're we're literally like, it's an agreement and and bride thing. We we can't see each other. And it's a prodigal son, the older brother and the younger brother also. So right after this, on Shabbat, on Simchat Torah, this massacre happens. Hamas comes over the border, murders thousands of Israelis, rapes, brutalizes. What was your experience? What was it like being there? And, and what was it like being amongst the Israeli people during this time? Well, I was in the middle of, you know where the Shuk is? And I was there in Nachlau. That's the big open-air market in Jerusalem. Yeah. And I was there in a little teeny, a one-bedroom little teeny studio. And I was feeling vibrations and hearing things. And I'm like, are we being bombed? You know what I mean? And I get up out of bed and I put on the TV and sure enough, we were. Yeah, it was very, very surreal. But at the same time, there was no panic at all. I had no fear. It was very strange. You pray for Jerusalem, the people that are supposed to be there, they have no fear. It's a very, um, it's a big test, especially where I'm at and at Salem right now, Salem meaning peace and Jerusalem, teachers of peace. This is what I believe, you know, this is all about. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to show what I know. Yeah, and if people don't know, my that, angle. this radio group, this company, Salem, named themselves that for Shalom, well, for peace. Yes. Yeah, well, there you go. You'll know them by their <laughs> peace and love, won't you? Their fruit. So you walk out into the streets and you see we're, we're being bombed and we're realizing we're being bombed. And you start to see, you see the Israelis um, here and there. And some people just, it's, it, it, it's another day. You know what I mean? They've been desensitized no, to this thing and they like just know go, it's like, oh, back to the shelter again. And some people were going, some people weren't. I didn't even find out where, where mine was. The people next to me were very Hasidic, you know, and I would see they, when they realized what was happening and, and all the, the deaths and everything that was going on, it was a very, um, it was a very hard thing to see because you saw these people flashing back to history and you saw them all going up and like, oh my God, not again, not again. Is this really happening? And I was sitting at this uh, next door 
people, women would be crying and you can hear, I can hear everything he said. There was no privacy whatsoever. Whatever I said, whatever she said. And she's talking to her mother in, in America. And, she, and they're like planning. They were trying to get them to come out and, and leave and, and uh, come back to America, you know, and, and, and to more of a safe place. And she was crying and crying and, and um, just, it, it, was, it was a very hard thing to see. And finally, Abba just had me talk to him. I'm like, I don't know if this is appropriate or not. You know, you're a Hasidic woman and, I, you know, I'm a man. It, but we, it was, I, the door's open. You could, there's no, you know. So I, I but I told you, aren't you a Jew? Aren't you being protected by your king, by your Abba? You know, what do you have to fear? Nothing can happen to you without his approval. Nothing. Apparently, what happened down there was approved by him, wasn't it? I mean, they were dancing around a, a kind of a pagan idol, weren't they? Mm-hmm. So let's let's just let's just say what it is. You know what I mean? It's it's um, so Abba is is a they, very they seemingly opened a portal right near the border of our enemies. They were um, these young people, and it's horrible what happened to them. But they were, you know, not religious people, at least in a clean sense, right. religious, and there and they did have a big idol there that they were dancing around all night right before this happened. Yes. And I'm just telling you from what I feel, not from mm-hmm. me as a person, what I feel from, from Abba. Okay. And I started to see it was, it was, a, it was a bit of a judgment, but not only that it's, it was, it's supposed to be, I mean, he raises up people to judge Israel in order to strengthen us mm-hmm. and to make us shine. Because now I got to see, cause I was, all these prayers are, are being answered now. I'm seeing unity and I'm seeing people that are, uniting with who they're supposed to. It's literally separating sheep and goats here. You know, by all that he's doing, he's separating. And I'm, I'm getting to witness this thing. And I mean, all these an- prayers are being answered. I'm seeing Muslims are having dreams about Yeshua. They're, they're, they're whole families at the same time having dreams and waking up. And now I got to see there's so many people that became believers now through this. It's, it's, it's literally, it's separating. There are a lot of people are going to die. And that's what I th- see in Israel. A lot of people are going to die in, in, in Palestine, Israel, all of it. But this was supposed to happen now because he's cleaning house. Uh, he told me that a long time ago, that he was going to clean the house. And some people belong together and some people don't. And what it is, is through Yeshua, through the Spirit of Christ, he's uniting Jew and Gentile together. And you see them. I mean, the, the son of Hamas loves the Jew, okay, because he's a Christian too. That's why. It's the love of Christ. So that's what's going to unite us. I send it to the Jews all the time. I see these Egyptians singing hallelujah. It's one of my favorites when I see them singing. And I'm like, look at that. They're Egyptian. They're this or that. Bring from all over the world. They're saying the same word. Why? Yeshua came to unite us together, not to create another religion, not to create another God, but to bring us together as lost family, the lost 10 tribes as the bride, the virgins coming home. And uh, we're, we're being filled with oil and he's bringing us home. Well, before we finish up the program, I want to bring it back to America. There's a lot of things spiritually that are going on in our country and the rise of anti-Semitism and just so much darkness here. You know, what do you see as the the real problems that we're having here in America and why do you think it's happening? In America, because I believe America was built and he showed me this many years ago that in 2005, that the Statue of Liberty was the Whore of Babylon. And that everybody was coming and using the whore for money and their pleasures. New York. Yeah. yeah. And that New York is specifically mm-hmm. that United Nations kind right. of thing. And so even though America was built on a light and was built on, you know, on, on good foundations, it was also the enemy came in and, and planted his own seed and, and, and grew their own thing 
but it was all in the end to make us grow is from what I see. And, and uh, so America, we have a very difficult road ahead. There's a lot of liars in control and God's raising up his own government to take authority. And we're doing it spiritually. I get to witness what he says through me. I get to witness it happening. So we, we get to be who he created us to be and be the gift that he created us to be. Even if you're own, at your own, you know, mobile home or whatever you, wherever you are, you have power. You have power to be a light in your community, even in your own self. Because to tell you the truth, I mean, he, he said, what makes you think you'll give your life to me if you're not willing to give him your reputation? Mm. <laughs> if you only knew what I did after that, I won't even say it here. But um, it, it was, it embarrassed my wife, let's just say, kind of like David. <laughs> um, so it, it was, it was all, a, it's all a test of, will you be a light when the darkness comes around? And he literally, God told me that the darkness is here to define you, to define the light. Because we get to just shine how bright we are. We get to shine the light. The darkness, you know, has to just expose what it has. But we're the ones drawing the line by how much light we shine. Amen. So in closing, when you have the opportunity to speak to, to Christians about what's going on and what they can do, what, what do you tell them? How do you seek to wake them up and our listeners here to, to really what's going on, but to give hope? What, what is it that we can do? especially in our local community, in our neighborhoods? What can we do to bring the kingdom in this dark time? I told you I was a prophet, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I usually use a small P, but he keeps telling me to put a big P there. So I'll tell you what he wants us to do. Like any father would in any home, he's bringing a kingdom, and it has to come through every home. And it's, he has to be king. He has to be the Messiah. And so as he becomes king in every household, that love will flow through and it will become, and it's a servanthood that's that's coming up now. So what can we do? We follow the Father's laws because that's what good is. Yeshua didn't come here to give us freedom to sin. He came here to give us freedom from sin. But I was lied to. And so when he would start talking to me and I would tell the other people, they'd say, no, you're a liar. This is how it is. I'm like, no, I don't think so. This is what he shares with me. And he always proves to be true. And I can share it in the Bible too. But the thing is, it was all about us becoming one, one man, one law. The Jew, the one that didn't get divorced, but the Gentile, we got divorced as Gomer. Hosea gave everything he had, like Yeshua, to buy his whore of a bride back. And that's where I see the churches. And until she stops whoring with false gods and false things and false uh, identities too, because Yeshua was a Jew. He was. I mean, come on. That's, that's, it, it, they tried to take that out of him, but it's not, it's not true. He literally told me, he goes, that's not me. I go, what do you mean? He goes, that's not me, the one that they, they, they're talking about there. I, I am a Jew. I look like one too. I'm not this greasy grace guy that allows you to do whatever you want to do. You, you, you want to put me on the cross again? You know mm, what I mean? Mm. So the whole thing was, is about us following Abba's laws. If you, if you say that you know me, you don't keep the commandments, you're a liar and the truth isn't in you. I mean, if you love me, you'll keep the commandments, Right. What is he, uh, the people that he sends away? They're like, but didn't I, didn't I heal in Jesus' name and do all these things? You know what I mean? But didn't I do those things in, in his name? He's going to say, go away from me. I never knew you, you workers of torlessness. Lawlessness, yeah. You didn't keep my laws. If you love me. Do you know what to, number one thing is commandment is to love God, right? And how do you love him? How do you love him? And it literally tells us in the commandments. If you love me, that's it. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. You'll keep my commandments. Not if you love me, you'll... You'll accept Jesus and, and just, if you believe that he's the Messiah, then you're saved. No, I'm sorry. It's not true. At least that, that's what he tells me. 
If you really knew you him, you would, would love him. You would keep his commandments. Right. Like I a father, st- like or like any father to love and respect your father. Hallelujah. Any father out there, listen and do. And, 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 and get close to your son too. And, and that's the whole thing is this relationship is, is about us like Yeshua and the father. He says, be one with me. Be one with the father as I am one with the father. We're all supposed to have him. And he just came to show us what to do. Amen. Malki Drosos. The self-proclaimed madman. <laughs> I, I own it. My dear brother and my good friend, thank you for being with us today on Partners in the Gospel. This has been a, not a normal show. I, I hope that you could hear Malky and hear his heart. I hope that you can meet him someday. He's, he's a wonderful man, um, but he has to bring a hard word, and, and that's very difficult to do. But we need to wake up in these times, and we need to walk in the Father's ways, and we need to represent him, and we need to bring the light. So, Malky, thank you for uh, how you've inspired me, and thank you for being my friend. Thank you, and thank you for allowing this fool to have a voice, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Haim Goldman, the Watchman. You've been listening to Partners in the Gospel. Now, let us all get out there and proclaim the gospel of the kingdom across the Pikes Peak region and beyond as a truth teller, no matter how hard that truth is, for the kingdom for such a time as this. Shalom. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.